0: All right. All right, let's get it. All right, so my name is Michael Delu. Oh, no, that wasn't it. All right, three, two, one. All right, so my name is Michael Delu, and I'm going to be your host today for Pull Up the Tape. I know I usually start off today's show. Not today's show. I usually start off every show by screaming at the top of my lungs because that's what I'm into, and that's what I like to do, and that's how I get myself hyped. But for various reasons, I'm not going to do that today, Okay. I want to be considerate. I think I got some people out there uh, relaxing and sleeping, so I don't want to be rude or inconsiderate to that. So with that being said, before I get into the politics of today's show, I would like to ask that if you're listening to this podcast via any of the platforms that I'm being distributed through Anchor, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, do me a favor and share this podcast with anybody you know, okay? word of mouth is the best promotion as well as the best marketing like when you're when your stuff is being talked about from one individual to another especially one individual who consumes it good things are going to continue to happen and that's how you experience exponential growth and next if you're watching this podcast via my YouTube channel do me a favor leave a like hit that hit that like button leave a comment on the video hit the bell notification. It's pretty simple. Subscribe to my channel like that. It's pretty simple. All right. that That's going to help me tremendously and exponentially. Okay. Now, with that being said, I want to get into today's politics. So I'm going to discuss all the game threes that are happening later today, which I'm really excited about and wrap and, you know, just jump back to see what happened in game two and who I expect to win and what teams, what, what certain teams have to do to either bounce back or get another W in the series and versus and take steps closing out the team they're playing against. All right. So the first series I want to, like, get into is the Clippers. And I want to be the first to say this, and I feel like I'm honestly 100% correct in saying this. The Clippers have been outplayed by the Mavericks in seven out of the eight quarters of this series. And the only quarter that the Clippers outplayed the Mavericks was – the fourth quarter of Game One, and why? Because Christoph Sporzingis got ejected. Why? Because the refs are douchebags. Okay, like honest, honest to God, the the, season, the series is one-one right now. It could easily be 2-0. The Mavericks have played lights out against the Clippers from the start of the series to now. Okay, and I'm hope I'm hoping the Mavericks get another statement W. Okay, and are able to win this win win Game Three later today. Why? Because I don't fuck with the Clippers. I mean, I just don't. But it's it's a little deeper than that, all right? So in Game 2, Kawhi had 35 points. I mean, not surprised at all. And it, it, it wasn't until the next day when I saw that I went on Twitter and then I saw that Pandemic P was, had been trending the night before. And I'm sitting here wondering what the hell is pandemic P come to find out that they're talking about Paul George and Paul George went for, first of all, look, let me say this by, about Paul George. Paul George is probably the only player in the NBA that if he scores 30 in a playoff game, I will not be surprised if he scores 12 in a playoff game, I honestly would not be surprised because. Paul George is known to come up short in the playoffs over and over and over and over again like again, the last time we seen pl- Paul George play an elite level in the playoffs like consistently was in 2013 23- was it uh twenty twelve or twenty 23- both of those series 2012 and 2013 so even if you want to go 2013 that's seven years ago that's seven years ago that you've seen him play at an elite level the entire series. Come on, bro. It's been a bro. You spent that's that's a good. He was drafted in 2011. He was drafted in 2011. So he spent the first two years, and I don't even think they made the playoffs in 2011. Yeah, actually, they did. They did. But he spent the first mm, couple of years in uh, of his in the league playing good, and then the rest playing like trash. 2019, eh? 2018, eh? 2017, terrible. 2016, eh? 2015. They, he didn't even make the playoffs 2015 because his leg. Like, but you know, again, four for 17. That's not gonna cut it. Like, yeah, he 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 had 14 points. He went four for four from the free throw line, so that's 10 points that he got in open play. That's not that doesn't really cut it. And especially when you're playing against a team as good as the Mavericks, not really gonna cut it. And it's funny because there's a picture of him talking after the after losing in game two, and he has a, a ice pack on his shoulder. I'm like, damn, this is a really bad look. And you know, the crazy thing is. A lot like Paul George brought a lot of unnecessary attention and heat on himself when he started popping it towards Dame, and it's crazy. You see, you see Dame, you see Dame on 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 Tuesday, giving the Lakers work and call, and then look, looking like that dude. And you hear Paul George in, in the in the post game post game presser saying, "Yeah, like you know, we're not surprised." You see the eight seed, eight seed giving giving Dame props. Eight seed beating the Lakers and blah blah blah. I'm like. Damn. Well, honestly, that fourteen points is just not good enough. That's not going to cut it. Like, if if the Clippers want want to get back into the lead of this series, they need more from than fourteen points from him and zero points at halftime. Are you serious? Not. Are, I'm, let, me, let me not say. Are you serious? I'm. Not, I'm kind of not. No, nah, I wouldn't say. Are you serious? I'm not really surprised. I mean, this is we've seen Paul George disappear in playoff games over and over. And over 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 again. So I'm not really surprised. Okay, the Clippers, their bench got outscored by 10, 15 points. I can't, I can't like, come on now. What and who? Who does that fall on? That falls on Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell to be exact, because he had half of his se- season average. In game two. That cannot happen. That can't happen. If the Clippers want to win games in the playoffs, he has to play well. If the Clippers want to win games in the playoffs, Paul George also has to play well. Kawhi Leonard is not enough. To get to, get to Luka. Luka had 27 points, seven, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. Incredible. Honestly. Again. Like I like 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 I said and I, I've I've said this to multiple people. If the Suns would have just drafted Luka Doncic, they would have been a playoff perennial playoff team every single year. Luca, Devin Booker, they're going crazy. Come on now. But they didn't. They got DeAndre Aiden and hmm, look how that's t- not not look how it turned out. Like DeAndre Aiden's bad, but Luca's just so much better. Luka's better than Marvin Bagley, too. I don't even understand how Luca felt at three. That 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 makes no sense to me. That's crazy. Wow. Anyways, Luca, honestly, again, he just looks continues to look incredible and shows out his handle, the way he attacks the basket. He takes the correct angles. He knows how to use his body, his size. Like he's big. He's six eight. Like crafty. He can shoot. There's nothing he can't do. Honestly, he has. And then when even when he's when he's driving to like Luca, I wouldn't say kind of plays like James Harden, but I mean, there's a lot of similarities in their game between the way they drive and, and kick and how they how they get their assists and the way they play and eh. to a certain extent they're, they're i'm not going to say they're the same player but again there's similarities within our game luka can score and assist james Harden can do the same um and it like i said he's crafty he has a handle he can shoot and he's just a match of problem I mean, it doesn't really matter who you throw on him a small guard who can keep up with him like step for step or a longer defender i mean he's still at the end of the day he's still going to dribble past them or cross them over or like, I've seen Luka abuse some of the best on-ball defenders in the league <clears throat> on various occasions. So I'm just going to throw in some names. Uh, Drew Holiday, uh, he's he's regarded as one of the best on-ball defenders and premier defenders in the league, and I've seen Luka work him out. KP, 23-7, and very solid. Again, like I said, the Mavericks outscored the Clippers bench. The Mavericks bench outscored the Clippers bench. And honestly, exactly – It's crazy to think and see. Like, I don't know. When Trey Burke and Seth Curry and Maxi Cleaver are like running haywire and doing whatever they want Trey Burke is hitting shots. Seth Curry is hitting shots. They're penetrating. They're getting good baskets. Maxi Cleaver is rolling to the rim, catching lobs, dunking shit. Like, bro, the Mavericks are hard to beat. And if, the i i don't know like i said i i i, I want to give the clippers the benefit of doubt but again i feel like the only reason why they won game 1 is cuz Kristoff's got ejected if not that this series could be 2-0 so i mean i don't really know what else to say honestly i we i know how the i know how the, Clip, the clippers if they're going to win this game they need patrick Beverly to show they first of all they need to be able to slow down luka all right and all all season long we just been caring about oh how good of a defensive team the Clippers are, but I mean, in two games, Luka's doing whatever he wants. And none of that elite uh defense that you see that you've been hearing about, oh, Paul George is a really good defender. Okay, well, Luca works him out every time that he gets switched on to him. Uh Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Luca does the same thing, works him out too. So it's like I don't I mean Luka hasn't had a Luca hasn't had a bad game. So it's like, okay, well and then like I said, there's other dudes getting off too. Like Dorian Finney-Smith, he's hitting three and D guy, hitting shots in the corner. Like the Mavericks have shooters, and they have KP, and they have Luka. So the the Clippers, this series can easily go to Game Seven. Okay, and I, I'm not, I don't know who's gonna win, but just know I want the Clippers to win. I mean, oh no, I mean, I want the Mavericks to win. Okay. So with that being said, let me get to my next series, which are is are is my bad. The Nuggets and the Jazz, which I honestly think is probably the most entertaining series out of all of the first round of the playoffs, and I, like I said, I, I, I know who I want to win the first two series that I discussed, but I don't, I don't necessarily know who's going to win between this one. Okay, I want the Mavs to win. I expect. Oh, actually, this is the second series I talked about. I want the I want the Maps to win. And I expect it to be a very close series. This series, on the other hand, I don't know who's going to win, and it's kind of a toss-up. And I think like seating at this point doesn't really matter. Well, we knew seating doesn't really matter when once it, once it comes to came to the bubble. But the Jazz were able to beat the Nuggets, one twenty-four to one hundred five. Donovan Mitchell had thirty. Jordan Clarkson had twenty-six. And I honestly see, like I said, this is going to be one of the most competitive series. I don't really know who's gonna who's gonna come out today and how who's who's gonna respond in what way because the whole taking the home crowd out of it and you know playing on the road and environment the traveling that changes everything like really changes the dynamics and the complex of the series so don't really know it's kind of a toss-up but I mean my gut is telling me that and another thing the Jazz were able to pick up the Jazz have looked good and this is without Mike Conley so I mean is who knows who knows what the impact of him of him entering the series is going to do to the complex of the series and how that's going to shake up but I mean it's gonna take more it's gonna take more ball ball handling responsibilities off of Donovan Mitchell's hand and I mean there, Donovan Mitchell has there's another shooter on the court there's another person who can get his own shot and set up for others so who knows like I mean I want to say Denver's the better team but I don't know they haven't necessarily I mean they, they haven't all the way played like it you know yeah there was a there was a good game it was a good game the game one that which they ended up winning but game two they didn't lead at all like at all and they got steamrolled most of the game like they were just down by a lot of points most of the game i mean yeah there were times where they cut the lead to like 10 i think eight at the lowest but yeah not too sure how this how this one is going to shake out which i'm really happy because this like this honestly this bubble has these playoffs are there's probably like six very very competitive first round series and only two that you could say aren't really the aren't going to be the most entertaining but i mean hey it is what it is so, again, let me get into the last series I want to talk about, which, oh, my god, it's I I should I should have went to Walmart and got a broom because this the summer cleaning sweep sweeps about to happen. This is probably going to be this and another like, like I said. There's six competitor series. This series is not one of them. The Boston Celtics beat the beat Philly again. And I'm gonna say honestly, it doesn't look good for the Sixers at all. Like at all. Like man, um, how do I? They lost one twenty-one, no one twenty-eight to one hundred one. So they lost by twenty-seven points. All right. And before I get into before I get into before I really tr- truly rip the Sixers from sh- like rip them to pieces, I want to say. Jason Tatum played lights out. He had eight threes. He looked incredible, honestly. And, yeah, honestly, I, I I can't I, – I'm really about to rip a hole through the Sixers, okay? They lost 128 to 101, so they lost by 27 points. At one point, they were up by 15 to at one point being down by almost 40. Okay, if that doesn't scream – what the fuck? I don't know what does. Okay? That's a 50-point swing. And the last time I seen anything like that was in... What year was it when the... the, the What what year was it that... I think it was 2013 or 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was 2011. It was 2011. It was 2011. The... No? It could have been 2012. I can't... I can't I'm not sure if it's 2011 or 20, 2012. But the Clippers played the... The play play the Spurs. I think it might have been in the first. Yes, yeah, it was. I think it, I'm gonna go twenty, twenty, twelve. I'm I'm gonna check after this episode to see if I if I was correct. All right, the Clippers are playing the Spurs, and they're already down 2-0. So in the first first game of the series at Staples Center, game three, at one point they were up by thirty, but then they ended up lo- they're, at one point they were up by twenty, but they ended up losing by twenty. That's a forty-point swing, and it happened. It happened in the beginning of the first and being, at end, beginning of the second quarter, to towards the, you know, the third quarter. This is the first. This this reminded me of that, and it, that just shows how terrible Philly is. Like, and there's so much. There, everyone gets a piece of the blame. Brett Brown, you suck as a coach. You're a good person, but you suck as a coach. There's so many coaches who, who, who would relish the opportunity to coach Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. And I'm naming all these dudes, but these are all dudes who are actually disappearing and not showing up to play. Al Horford has played like buns. Hot buns. Tobias Harris has also played like hot buns. These are all dudes that are getting over $100 million in, in, the, in the length of their contract. These are all dudes on max on contracts Joel uh, Al Horford four years hundred and something mil. Same thing with Tobias Harris. Like, dude, they, you, where you got? Where are you guys at? Like, what what, what are you on? And I'm I'm gonna I'm throw it to the management too because they let Jimmy not let Jimmy Butler walk. They should have done a better job of, try, of trying to keep him. They let J.J. Reddick walk. Let a shooter just leave. That makes no sense. Tobias Harris again has played like buns. Al Horford has played like buns. And the B- Boston dominated them without Gordon Hayward. I understand that. That's the. Cr- Remember, Gordon. Gordon, look. It, it look. It's looking like they don't even need him. They They beat them by twenty something without him. Oh, gentlemen! Sweep, 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 sweep. This series is over. It, the crazy thing is, yes. Yes, they don't have Ben Simmons, he's arguably their second best player, but losing, but the, the how do you explain the 50-point turnaround? How do you explain that? You can't, you're telling me you can't win one game? You can't win one game? Is this what the rest, of, bro? You had their fans, Philly fans covering their, covering their face while watching the game, bro. Like, I, I've had enough. I can't continue to watch this. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I'm, I'm really, I'm really sad and disappointed for for them. And they, they just look bad. Look, everything. Get rid of Bet Brown. Management is trash. Joel Embiid has no help. But there's there, there's a scene of Joel Embiid putting his putting his his hands into in, in, into his face, exhausted. Like, what, what am I? What, what what can I do? What am I supposed to do? I'm doing I'm I'm doing my absolute hardest and nothing is happening. Nothing's changing. We're, we're still losing. We're still getting blitzed out the game. It's just a bad look. All right. To my next topic. So, now that the semifinals are done and it's, you know, it's time to preview the finals. It's the semifinals for Champions League are done. PSG beat Leipzig 3-0 and PSG. Bayern beat Leon. I mean, I kinda of, we that anybody could have predicted to that. So finals on Sunday, and which is in two days. So I, I expect a lot of goals because these are two teams with a lot of firepower. But I will say this if Bayern played the way they did today, well, not the way they did today, the way they did against Leon, PSG is gonna torch them. Okay? Leon had at least four very, very, very good chances to score, and they wasted all of them. Like, all of them. man. And in the Bayern and Leon game, and many before, Leon had multiple chances when the ball was slid down the wing, and Leon had runners due to the high back line of which Bayern was playing Which is like, again, touch to touch. And with halfway line, Leon were just unable to take their chances. It just didn't make any sense. Like, they smoked opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I'm telling you right now, Kylian Mbappe is not smoking those opportunities. Maybe just one at the most. But if that dude gets multiple chances to score, it's going to be a – Bayern is going to be playing with a deficit. And I'm – no team wants to play against PSG with a deficit. At all, okay. And like I said, Di Maria, Mbappe, and Neymar are are really gifted scorers, and they're gonna they're gonna brother. Oh yeah, we get these many chances, we're winning the game. But I do see Bayern being able to control more possession because they are more dominant in the midfield with the players that they have. Like, and it's literally, I I just think Bayern's midfield is just much better. I feel like their attacks are pretty even because Bayern does have the best score in the game as of right now, which is Robert Lewandowski. And on each side of him, he has Tommy Smuller as well as who else? Who else isn't starting? Tommy Smuller. I can't, I can't remember the other, but Bayern up front with their top, with their front three and their midfield are just way too strong. And I think the defenses are pretty even, but one of the matchups that I really can't wait to see is exactly how, Alfonso Davis matches up with Keelan Mbappe. These are like, and Alphonso Davis represents like what what the future of the center back position, not the center back, the uh, full back position is. A dude who could score, a dude who can advance the ball up, just such such as Reese James, dude who can advance the ball up, fast, strong. Can dribble. Like th- th- this is honestly gonna. I I hope this final shatters what was the goose egg that was the Liverpool versus Tottenham final of last year. That 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 shit was boring. That was boring. All right, and I I ugh. anyways, I expect this to be a very very good match. I can't wait. Um what more is there to say? one more is there to talk about? I can't really name some off the top of my head. I think I'm done for today. Uh, I want to knock it a little short. I feel like I hear some noise in the background. I don't want that shit to offset the entire podcast so i'm just gonna cut it off here my name is michael delu i want to thank you guys for listening for viewing for watching again if you're listening to this podcast via apple Podcasts, spotify or any of the plat- platforms that i'm distributing on share this podcast for anybody you know if you're watching this shit on my youtube channel like comment subscribe uh don't really know what else to say leave a comment hit the bell notification subscribe to my channel help me run it up bow movie shake the room Rawr, all.